Welcome and you're listening to Geekologist Radio 2.0, Division of the Ninja Pancake Family of Podcasts. Welcome to Geekologist Radio 2.0. We are overloaded this week with so many great games. We decided that we're doing you the greatness of doing Geekologist Radio 2.0 Game On. This edition, though, happens to be all about Fallout 76 Beta that was released this week and what we've been doing in it. Or what two of us have been doing in it while one person got to play a little bit and has been watching Hey, anytime you can get into it was a good time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'll take on the role of more of the interviewer uh, this week. But with me, we have, of course, Nick in PDX. What's going on, Nick? What's up, buddy? And we found somebody. We found someone. Deep in the dark woods of the West Virginia Hills, we found the monster. Silver! What's going on, Silver? I finally came out of my hole. <laughs> all it takes is fallout and red dead and i show up yes 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 next week the game focus will be red dead however next week will probably be a long episode guys because next week is red dead but also back to our variety show so we'll be having talking about a few things and i've actually got a chance to watch some tv oh oh no me too yeah i know sabrina e sorry it's really good <laughs> i haven't watched it I yet was, i've been yeah. too busy on a xbox with all the games so getting into the promotional thing, you can reach us at on our email, geekologistradio at gmail.com, Twitter at geekologistradio minus the T for character restrictions, on the web, geekologistradio.com. We actually, I know we've been talking about this forever, we are actually working now on the website and the new logo and we're kind of doing the whole shebang. The logo is going to be the same, but it has to have a change up for a couple things that I got working on the side. Uh, also, guys, check out us on ninjapancake.com. That is our network. That is where all our friends are over there with some great podcasts. You guys, I can't talk to you enough about some of the podcasts that they got on there. Uh, Geek Squash is great. It's great, great, great fun. A lot of fun over there. Uh, my Morning Coffee and Our Evening Beverage is also excellent. There's a ton over there. Go over there and check it out. And that little sound that you heard, that would be notifications of streamers. Yes, that's right. We are going to actually, I'm going to use that as a segue. Uh, we just did an episode this last week that we did streaming. We're going to actually bring that focus on, and we're going to try to bring on a streamer from all ranges, entry level uh, to mid-range to even big streamers if we can gra grab them. Come on, have them come on. Have a streamer that's already been on the show with us come on and help us ask questions as well. So it would be a four-person show, preferably three of us asking questions with a streamer telling us about them and then their story and how they got into streaming and sacrifices and all that. Cool little series that we're, look, that we're starting to work on here, and that's kind of the direction we wanted to go. But guys, Fallout, we're finally playing it. We're, we're trying to break it. What do you guys think about it? 
so far? Initial reactions, initial reactions. Well, I actually am enjoying playing online for once. That is huge because anybody who knows Silver knows that she doesn't really play online and I'm always trying to get her to play online. So that is a huge thing. I actually played a game with Silver and, and, you know, we found out something that Xbox Live did. Nick, we're actually friends on Xbox Live all of a sudden. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) It's so funny that we haven't been friends for like years on Xbox. Uh, yeah, I, I, I always thought about it like, why am I not friends with him on there? But we've played together before. But yeah, we played together. But so, we just uh, haven't done like the friend button thing. <laughs> yeah, that's. But uh, that was hilarious though when you were like, "Hey, wait a minute, why are we not friends?" And I'm like, "I don't know, dude. I was thinking the same thing." I, I was there for that. I bring people together. First off, we jumped in for a little bit, and it was. It was interesting because we all we all jumped in into our own games and we got to see how seamlessly, even though I couldn't join your team, but it's a beta guys, so you know it's we're trying to break it. But how seamlessly we were able to jump into games with each other and you can fast travel if you are friends to each other. That is really cool. Yeah, that works really well, the fast travel aspect, especially because Silver was way ahead of me in the beta so far. She played it for the full first four hours for the first time the beta was released on Xbox One. And I only got like a half hour into it. So when we played the second time, she was way farther ahead. So she could actually fast travel to locations I have not been to yet. But then she would just fast travel there. And then I would just fast travel on top of her. So I didn't have to walk all that way because we were trying to get me caught up to where she was at. So we could both run missions together. And so that aspect right there was like, okay, that's beautiful. Now, we know that your teams are capped at four people per team. But as of right now, we'll see if it changes at the launch November 14th. But as of right now, say you got four people on a team, but now all of a sudden you got two other buddies that jump on that want to play. One player can jump out of the team. People can join on that player. And then you can have another team. And you can just help each other out, just not shoot each other, but you can run right next to each other. Go double team it. Yeah, and the thing about this is we don't know if there's a limit of how many friends can be in a map. Because if you were able to get enough people in, technically you could kind of run your own server. They did say that they're going to do private servers, so I don't quite, I don't see they they would put like a restriction on it. So, okay. especially because if you can do a private server, we might even be able to do a server that's just uh, Silver Soul and Geekologist, you know, fans and hosts and just, you know, hang out with just us. So, uh, that's something to look forward to for sure, but... Nick, you're totally getting nuked. Yay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think this is something that we brought up, uh, me and Silver are talking about, is the power balance. And when you're joining a server, do you join a server that has people at a level 20... When you're just starting the game off, maybe you're a level five and the power balance shifts so drastically in a server. How does that going to work out? Are are they going to set it up so if I jump in at a level five, I'm playing with people that are probably around me, give or take five levels? You see what I'm saying? Because, I mean, otherwise, the power balance of the server might just completely be, you you might not get a chance at all. Except for run through the hills. My, my guess is that they're going to adjust that because we're getting a couple more betas. We are going to have that one long hours, that long stretch yeah. that they're going to give us. Uh, it's like seven hours. Yeah, so during that seven-hour stretch, I wouldn't be surprised if they take it down and then bring it back up and then allow and, and play with the server settings that way. Okay. Yeah, it just that's, that's one thing that came away because Silver, um, when I joined her the second time, I think I was level one still because I barely got a chance that Silver was already level six. 
that's pretty drastic difference when you're starting the game off of what she can do and what I can do. I couldn't even open up a fence. <laughs> she was like, hang on, I got it. <laughs> An interesting thing, though, is if, if people are wondering why, you know, a lot of people nowadays are so used to, if a beta's on a console, they're so used to, oh, I just get to play it because it's a glorified demo and it's basically the game without things being able to change. A true beta is done in these short intervals like this. The reason why is because they want, if it's only available in a short interval, they're going to get the max amount of players that, that can get on or are going to try to get on during that time so that they overflood their servers. So it's a key it's a key feature in a development cycle when you're alpha or beta testing to do stuff like this because it allows you to know, okay, we're knowing what's going to happen, you know, come launch. This data times it by like four or five. They're trying to avoid um, Call of Duty level server crashes come uh, November 15th. Yeah, about that. People people <laughs> that are complaining about the beta being short-term or the fact that Xbox was given the beta a week ahead of time, but it was such small increments that PlayStation's not going to be jumping on this week. People that are upset about that too. It, it Guys, everybody's going to get the game eventually, and you pre-order the game if you're going to buy it or not, or if you don't want to pre-order it, get back your money. It's not that big of an issue to complain about this. The beta is a beta. And like Damien said, small intervals is going to make the game come out better in the long run. So everybody just chill out. I have to p wait 30 days before I get the, you know, my, my content for Call of Duty oh. while PlayStation gets it. I'm not complaining because you know what? I play on the superior console. Oh, no, no <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All consoles are great. All consoles are great. I do play on an Xbox One X though, and it is the more powerful console at the moment. At the moment. At the moment. So for for just console talk, I mean, Xbox One X, Red Dead Redemption 2 on a 4K TV looks insanely good. My son has it on the PS4 uh, OG with uh, a 720 or 1020, uh, 1080p TV. And I thought he was just playing like on, <laughs> it felt like a 360 to me or something. I was like, why are your graphics so bad? He's like, hey, your TV looks a lot better. So it, it's it's the it's the, the console, but also it could be the TV too. You know, you got to... Yeah, yeah, true. Very, very true. If you don't have the right type of TV with HDRs, if high dynamic range lighting is crazy, and I am still jealous of your TV because your TV does do high dynamic range lighting better than mine. And you have to set up your TV correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to, I had to show you that. <laughs> so, guys, if you weren't playing with with friends on this, do you think that this? You know, does how would this play out single player? Do you think that this that this can be played for those who players who want to play Fallout but are so used to playing single player games? Can this stand on its own as a single player game? I'm I'm, I'm directing this mostly at you, Silver, because I know that you prefer your campaigns and you prefer your long campaigns, your single player games where you don't have anything interrupting your immersion. Yeah, I, I mostly just don't like other people, but um, I. Can... I was trying to make you more. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to change me, guys. Uh, I. Oh, we will. Change. I could see it um, going decently by yourself. You know, I played um, for a few hours by myself and made it through. You know, some quests just fine. Uh, you know, but it is also you know beginning game and beta. I also I did a quest um, during the beta yesterday on Saturday, and. It was right before Nick got on, and uh, there was like three other just complete strangers that happened to be doing the quest at the same time. 
And so for me, you know, like I'm in the middle of it and all of a sudden it moves on to the next portion because the other people already finished it. I was like, oh, damn it, you know, kind of takes away my sense of uh, satisfaction. Um, but mm -hmm. then it was easier and less work to turn around and compl uh, take care of it. Like it brought in uh, some waves of uh, mole rats and feral ghouls and so it was a lot easier to take them out I didn't really have to worry about it I just kind of you know like focused on one little area and let uh, them do their own thing but so it's like you can play by yourself easily but it's not a bad thing to have people around to help it's it wasn't quite as frustrating as I expected it to be and uh, doing things like um, events like we we, were, we did that a uh, wave event yesterday with the scorchers um, that was actually a lot of fun to do with somebody else yeah, it wouldn't have been as fun by myself if I ran into a wave event and I was by plus there were some flying beasts going around us at the Morgan Airport. Uh that me and Silver both looked up at and were like, What what level was that creature again, Silver? Fifty. It was level fifty because yeah. I was watching you guys yeah. and I'm like, dude, do you guys see the farting beast in this guy? <laughs> yeah. It was just emitting gas as it flew across us. As as a single player game though, this is Silver helped help me level up the level six by going through some of the halo tapes and listening it, it is tough to at the beginning here because everybody is going through those people are in your way they're um they're using the same workbench that you're trying to use uh you can't really listen to the halo tapes because there is gunfire going on all around you it might not even be your own teammates it's just so much noise going on because there's so many players around that it was a little bit difficult to concentrate on exactly what the halo tapes are saying i might have to go through them again um, but I was telling Silver, like I'm not even listening because I, I, it's hard to, it's hard to concentrate. But as a single player, I, d I don't know how, how it stands so far. I, I think, I think it's going to be a lot funner when you have the four player, you know, team going on at the same time. I think you're going to get the most out of it before up to four players. Now, one thing that I w was going to also bring up was is that what I find interesting is that people aren't fighting as much as I thought because right now. When the game launches, there's going to be things you're going to have to deal with. You're going to have to like you're going to, you're going to have the risk factor of things happening to you. So you would think in a beta, this is where it's going to be all out mayhem. Where they're not going to care. They're just going to shoot. Oh, I see someone. I'm going to shoot them. That's not the case. I have seen more people happy to help. Although my first person I ran into, I said, "Hey, hello, let me help you," and they ran away. Like <laughs> they kept running away from me. And then have when I kept running it? up. Finally, hey! I saw your shaved head on your Fallout uh, character. He had shaved. He doesn't sides. have a shaved head. He's got shaved sides. Side, yeah. He's got scars. He's got scars, but he's he has like an early early nineties fade on the side. That's scary, man. <laughs> <laughs> he likes vanilla ice. He got that's what it is. He was, that, when he was listening, that's all he got to listen to when he got put inside the in the chamber. Vanilla that ice and MC Hammer. Yeah, he he's got hammer pants. Nice. <laughs> Or is it crisscross? He wears them backwards. No, no, no. I, did, I have to get coveralls for that. I haven't got those yet. I did get the paramedic jumpsuit, which was pretty great. I love that. I love that outfit so far. So we t we talked about power balance and things like that and joining the server. We talked now. One of the questions though is, does it feel like it'll be like a treadmill, like grinding to get better gear? Some things, some games get it right. Uh, Destiny finally is at a point where Destiny's doing it right again. The grind feels good, but there's definitely a grind. Do you think that the game's progression so far from what you've seen in the beta that you're gonna it's gonna have that grind that keeps you coming back, or is it gonna be just a grind to grind? Isn't really something that's gonna be as fun. Well, they did announce that um, there's 
about 100 hours worth of gameplay just going through the main story, not including events and uh, other um, random aspects on the side. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be much of a grind. I think it's going to be kind of like playing traditional Fallout games where you level up and get better gear as you go. So I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think it'll be worth uh, just continuing you know, on a normal basis because you're just going to uh, advance as you play naturally, just like a regular Fallout game, which I'm excited about. One of the things I noticed quickly in it was that perks are so varied. You can vary, you can get different perks, you can run with different things, and some of these perks allow you to get better drops just like you could in in fallout and what the other thing is is that you know fallout has always been very gritty but i mean early on fallout 1 and fallout 2 when it was an isometric rpg was extremely gritty like i would say a little more gritty than it's been in the third person slash first person view and it was until i played this beta this beta feels like a return to the perfect grittiness that is Fallout. I mean, you see, they aren't pulling any punches. Like, I mean, when we were playing together, we were going through, and it, that's the other thing. Is when we were playing together, it felt, you know, one of the things on here that we have as a question is, do you get the most out of the game with it with four players? Obviously, we're not sure yet, but at the same time, when there's three of us running around together, and we were trying to figure out how to get into the door. There was this excitement because of there's this exploration and we're trying to figure out how it is. It's like, you guys are running around the door and I'm like, I see this creek and I'm like, you know what? I bet you there's a hole down here. And I went down there and all of a sudden I find this hole. I go in through the hole and I wound up finding the cave. I'm like, hey guys, come in here, you know, and we're exploring. And we see this gruesome scene that it, it tells a tale without having to tell it. It tells you a story of what happened to these these people who didn't get into into a shelter. You, you see these people that are rotting, and in this case, there was a baby crib, and there was a blood trail, and you go up, and you're just like, oh, God, you go up, and then you wind up seeing that the trail ends in the kitchen. That was disturbing. <laughs> I, yeah. And then, yeah, you came up behind me and saw it. It's very it disturbing. Was... We saw some stuff at uh, Morgan Airport, too, where Silver found herself in a wheelchair just laying there, short hair and all. There was a couple of them, and I was like, man, it's just kind of a... It, it was gruesome. It's surreal. <laughs> yeah. It's gruesome and, and surreal. And and if you're looking at it at first person and you're really getting the good good eye on it, you're like, Ugh, let me pull this back. Let me pull this back to third person again and bring my camera back 10 feet. Yeah, the, the random things that you find, you know, in Fallout 4, it was always funny stuff. You know, a teddy bear with a newspaper sitting on, you know, the toilet. Or, you know, a couple of uh, skeletons and on a mattress together. You know, it was always something that was worth a chuckle. So far, the random things we found in this, they're... They're a little dark, but it, you know, it's like you say, it goes <laughs> yes. right back to where Fallout started. It is exactly, and 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 the thing is, is I'm I'm waiting to see where this goes because you know, they're going to have the raiders come in and stuff like that. Because you know, in the original Fallout's and stuff like that, they had the gangs. You'd go into like a a bar, and then you'd have the gangs. You'd have to fight, and a lot of times they kind of to me they looked like a bunch of like uh, Mad Max greasers. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved it because that was like I wanted their gear. That wasn't until I saw Power Armor, but, you know, besides that. <laughs> this is also Fallout 76, which is the first vault, correct, Silver? Yes. Yeah. So this is, like, actually initially... Okay, so this is, like, initially the first people to start walking around again. So that might be why... That might be why it feels so great. Right, it's yeah. only 25 years after the bombs dropped. It's not 200 years like the others. Mo yeah. The more recent ones, I should say. So this, in effect, is the first Fallout. Correct, yep. 
It is a prequel to all prequels. Okay, so one of the other things is that we're going as, are we going to want to build more in this game than in, like, what was going on in Fallout 4? Because if you really, I mean, Fallout 4, especially on the PC, well, no, even Xbox had yeah. mods. So you would be able to get mods to build different things and all sorts of stuff. Do you think the building is going to make us want to be more immersed in this world? And then the other question with this is, uh, are our bases going to be able to, you know, we go into instance worlds, you know, with other people. Are Is the servers, are they going to sit there and they're going to go, oh, okay, you had a base here. We're going to have to look for a server that doesn't have a base right here so that you we can plop your base down. I think they said something, Silver, about that in E3 where you carry everything with you. And I kind of assumed that included your base, too. And as far as long, I mean, obviously, you don't want to jump into the server. And you're like, what happened to that amazing thing I built? I think so. I think you can move your base with your camp. Um, you just have to move it, uh, you know, to an empty space. It has to be away from another settlement. I think the way that they described it in at E3, um, Todd said that it, they were, they took the aspects of building in fallout 4 and took what people liked and and polished it they made it smoother he said they made it work a little better um i'm not i'm not a big builder you know like even minecraft i'm terrible at that my husband has over 30 days in fallout 4 and has never beat the uh uh like the actual story because all he does is build he has these immaculate settlements he does not play online he is buying it solely for building so if I don't build, I can tell you what he thinks of it. <laughs> I, I definitely will build. I like the building aspect of Fallout 4 when I got into it. I didn't care as much. But as we were playing Red Dead right now, we see that you can carry your camp wherever you go. And in Fallout, I actually picked up my camp on the second day of the beta test. So Silver already had her own camp, but I actually got my camp. And I was looking for a place to put it, but we were at the end of the server beta. And we were kind of doing the wave thing at uh, Morgan Airport. So I couldn't put it anywhere. I wonder if it's just a classical fort. doesn't matter how big it gets, and you just take it with you wherever you go. And so if you open up a new server and that spot is taken, maybe you can just put your camp somewhere else. You know me. This is kind of where I take it at. Is This is Fallout, but this is Fallout survival mode. And you all know that I'm a huge survival games fan. I mean, so much so, again, that, you know, my brother and I basically took over a server, a server that was a PvE server, but we're bastards like that. We were able to figure out how to basically take, you know, corner the market on the server. And we wound up running a server, and we were the government of an ARC server for a year. But having games like this, but the, what I like about this is survival games that you can hop into, and you, you can hop out of. You don't feel like you have to stay in them and to survive because those games, they're great and fun to play, but they're not good on a relationship. So it's great to have a game that is <laughs> relationship friendly that I can have fun with and survive with my friends. Yeah, and you can follow a friend, uh, Downworld Spiral on Twitter, and he can tell you a little story what happened to him on Sunday of trying to live a life of a gamer and jump into a beta and have kids and everything like that at the same time. It can clash into each other sometimes, good or bad. Any game that actually makes me play online and come out of my little introvert shell, you know, you know it's going to be good. Oh, you're yes, you're playing with yes. us online. It's not even a question. I'll force that party chat. <laughs> it's okay with Fallout. Nothing has to be forced. Uh, if you've ever seen my living room or uh, dining room, I know some listeners have. It is or cosplay yeah, or cosplays. <laughs> it is wall to wall Fallout. 
So next up here, this is something that we've seen in a lot of, and if you play any type of like uh, any loot shooter or anything like that, there's always some type of stash box. Stash boxes are godsend. Stash and move, such a great feature. You're able to pull out your stash boxes in this, which is something that we're not used to because usually it's your city. You have to go back. Oh, I got it, guys. I'm full of loot. I got to go back to the city. Yep. And I ran into one, I think, uh, again, at Morgan Airport. Since we spent so much time there, Silver Silver was like, oh, there's a stash box here. Or it was outside the airport by the train tracks or something. And I was like, oh, great. I can put all this stuff away because I lost all all my gear again because I got killed in that wave. Um, or not in the wave, but the PvP that we got into. I got killed a couple times. So I lost all my junk. You, you don't lose a lot of stuff, but you do lose your junk, which is what you need for crafting. And that's a lot a part of this game. Did you just call Silver one of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe? <laughs> Wait, what did I say? You said Silver Surfer. Nice. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Beautiful. So, no running and gunning. One of the things like that freaks me out with the ghouls and stuff like that is they move fast. And one of the first times we saw fast zombies was in House of the Dead. Yes, it's a Yule Bull film. It was like it was touted to be really good. Then we saw it and we're like, oh, God. But he did have fast-moving zombies. And that was before Resident Evil switched from slow-moving zombies to fast-moving mutated creatures instead of more like zombies. So having these mutated freaks move so fast, it really, instead of, on a survival note, it makes you feel like you're the prey and then they're the predator. It really makes you have to think. And when you are running with a team, it makes you want to call out. You're like, oh God, I got, you know, X amount in here because the guns, not a lot of the guns, you can run a gun. Silver, I know for what you're, you're in my, one of our favorite pistols, it's powerful, but it's a bolt action pistol. You can't run and gun with a bolt action anything. Especially taking on like waves of a, there's a new um, uh, enemy called the Scorched. They're similar to, they're almost like a more um, sentient feral ghoul. So they're similar. They're just as fast. They're just as dangerous. But they use weapons. They use, um, you know, guns and stuff. So they would come at me just as fast. And I'm trying to take them out as quickly as possible. But, you know, when there's like a 1.5 second delay between each round, I ended up switching over to an, just like, just a quick D-pad switch over to um, just a basic axe and just hacked out, hacked away at him instead because it was just so much easier so surrounded early in the game where I don't have, you know, like shotguns and high-powered rifles. Now, you said that it's a new enemy in a prequel called the Scorched. Do we think that because it's a new enemy that we've never seen before that these enemies were killed off they were like basically made extinct before the other fall. It's likely, but um, as we were going through the airport and doing some quests last night, there was stuff coming up like right at the end, so I didn't get a chance to read the terminals. That it's basically like a plague, and I, I actually found a warehouse where there was um, like jars with like scorched heads and feet and hands and they, you could tell they were experimenting on them and I'm like well wait a minute wait a minute we're the only people in the last 25 years to set foot out here so they had to have been before the bombs fell and not like a mutation so I, I picked up something about it being a plague but I didn't have time to sit and read about it so it seems like kind of like death claws they were man-made before the war even happened okay that's definitely something to be interested for us to look for nick yeah the running gunning thing i put on here because i felt like when i was pulling out my pistol in the wave 
that me and Silver were getting into, it was really hard for me to move and maneuver and shoot. Silver was doing a much better job of it than I was. I was getting destroyed. Um, the hack and slash, if you pull out a melee weapon, works a lot better for me. Uh, as right now it did because of, like we said, we had bolt action, uh, you know, pistols. The one thing, though, is the quick menu. If you hold up on the D-pad, you pull up this quick menu. It had like 10 or 12 slots on it. And me and Silver were talking about it. Like, you could throw your pistol up there. You could throw your shotgun, your couple of melee weapons, your grenades. And you could just hold up and select it real quick and switch your weapons. I like that quick menu real quick. So it does help you and kind of balance that feature out a little bit. If you feel like you're getting overrun and you need to get a pull out like a fireman's axe. Which I did find, which is a great weapon. Nice. See, I wanted one. I saw you guys holding an axe. I was like, oh, that's that's awesome. Now, that, you know, if you're a Fallout fan, you know the system. You said that it seems to be a factor so far. Do you think that they, so far with this game, does it feel more fluid? Is it a better... Is it, is it a better system than it's been in the other Fallout games that you've played? I don't want to call it a better system because, you know, usually it stops time or slows time and it lets you focus on weak points in certain uh, areas, which is great. If you can't get to their whole body, you can at least target their head or an arm or something. Um, it works differently in this, at least so far. Um, I haven't tried it at close range, but if I'm having a hard time steadying my weapon and uh, getting a good aim to uh, take someone out, I would, you know, hit vets and it would just illuminate the whole body and keep you focused on them with a percent, your, you know, your, your hit percentage, um, your hit chance percentage, I should say. And so when they're coming at you really fast, it was easier to focus for a moment to uh, because it doesn't slow time or anything. And uh, just kind of fire off a few rounds and, and, you know, get a couple of, you know, for sure, at least, you know, good chance hits in. Um, but you can't focus on, you know, I can't be like, all right, I'm going to use Vats and get a headshot. Yeah, it's not going to happen. If I'm going to get a headshot, I'm going to have to, you know, be really good aim. Um, but so far, like, it's handy in a, a quick situation, but I'm finding myself only using it in a scary situation and not it you know like as often as i'd see something in the distance and you know hit vats take it out uh with one shot and keep going so it, it is it's very different i wouldn't say it's better or worse than uh the past games silver did you use any vats when we were getting into the pvp um like it's those two guys not in not in pvp I didn't actually think about that um okay. no i did i, did I didn't i didn't think bit. about using it either but um, I did use it some in the waves, um, like that that event. It was five different waves of scorched, and that I did a little bit yeah. because they just kept coming. But w I did too. Guys, I did do a couple times in that. Yeah, I think I only did with those guys a couple times. They were slow enough because I was, you know, I you know I'm a very experienced Fallout player, so I was able to kind of weave back and forth to uh, per avoid being shot. They weren't that smart. They were just yeah, standing they had still. guns, and they were shooting me. <laughs> and then at the final wave, Damien, I, I I get destroyed, so I have to I, I yell at Silver. I gotta heal. I gotta heal. Like I went behind a a, a barricade, and then uh, I come back out. I'm like I'm ready, and Silver's like, Nah, the final wave's done. I've I've killed everybody. Oh yeah, that that event was a blast. But yeah, no, when it was the PVP with those two guys, yeah, they just weren't quite savvy enough to you know they'd focus on going after nick or just stand in one spot and just shoot and i'm like okay so it was easy for me to take him out with that little pistol yeah which she did which the interesting thing is is that we're gonna see a lot as as the game once the game launches and people level up and everything we're gonna see much more varied 
player archetypes, you're going to get, you know, the people who are going to make the YouTube videos of this is the best build for this. This is the best build for PvP, all this stuff. So you're going to see a lot more different types of builds, similar to what we see when we go into the dark zone in the division. Or, you know, when we're going into PvP, you have a PvP build in Elder Scrolls Online, things like that. You always have something where you're going for a specific build in these games. Fallout's not going to be any different. You're giving us the option to fight players. We're going to find a way to make the better the better builds. Silver. What I think is interesting is, you know, no matter how many times I play the Fallout series, no matter how many different characters I make or play different styles, I'm always a firearms player. I hate the melee. I just am not into it. Um, but I'm actually really enjoying switching between a pistol and a melee weapon like the axe. Or um, I, I found a really cool little sickle that it's like a little hand sickle for like a farmer. And I got one I of those like too. Those. <laughs> and I think they work really well, especially in a quick situation. Or you know, I don't. I'm not wasting am precious ammunition on a rad roach. If you manage to use vats and that sickle, it cuts limbs. Very oh my well. god! I have not oh. tried vats with a <laughs> melee weapon. I had the Rick Grimes uh, hatchet, so I was enjoying that. So that might be the only way you can enjoy Rick Grimes as much as I haven't <laughs> listened. I haven't even caught an episode this season yet, and I've been hearing some bad things about that. But we'll talk about that later. Oh, we'll we'll definitely talk about that on Friday. Yeah. So, do you got what do you guys think is going to be the power struggle when this game launches and you see people playing this? I mean, with such big games such as you know Red Dead Redemption and Redemption Red Dead Redemption Online launching right around the exact same time as this. Yeah. Uh, people are going to be bouncing back and forth between games. Granted, the Fallout Ultra fans will be sticking with Fallout, but there's a lot of us that are fans of both games. That's, you know, I'm kind of used to a game like Sea of Thieves where there's no power struggle. Everybody, you know, Pirate Legend is the same as me. It's just a matter of your skill set. That's not going to be the same in this. What? Do you, how do you think that they're going to, how do you think that Bethesda is going to, uh, going to go about the power struggle? I think it's really going to determine how how th- this is really going to determine the game for me because if you jump in and you're just getting taken out and you're losing all your gear, that's going to be very annoying. So that cannot happen, and then nobody side knows that cannot happen. So they're going to have something, and they talked about this. Trolls will be targeted to um, eliminate them as much as possible, but it's gonna. I mean, that's going to happen anyways. I bet you what's. I'm thinking what's going to happen is. The squads, the four-player team, like the us, us three right here, plus another person. Those teams that play together and play together a lot, I bet you those are going to be the ones that figure out the game the first and understand how to uh, how to understand how to dominate like a server at times and get the nuclear codes and blow something up. I, I think that's what's going to happen. The people that put the time in and get the grind in, and they'll be the first ones to really, you know, jump on top of, you know, that power struggle. I, I'm really. I'll be the base builder in our group. I'll, I'll build the base for us. Okay. I'm really curious about how this is going to work because it could be super annoying. Well, just think while you guys are at work, uh, I'm stuck at home. So I'll play by myself, find all the uh, launch codes, and then uh, once Damien builds us a nice base, we can uh, set them all off together. There we go. See, see, we're strategizing already. See, that's the thing. You know, we're getting our thing. We're getting our. We're getting. We're getting everything laid out in front of us. And see, if we jump in, if if we jump in with Rev, or Rez, yeah, if we jump in with Rez, then you know we're gonna have his squad. Yep. yep. So we're gonna we'll, we'll be like, okay, you guys build your base over there. You have this half of the map. That's your your territory. This is our territory. That guy down. That guy that's trying to take over the third down there. We're gonna go both our teams 
focus on taking him out. And then we can we can have our loot. And then if you have something, we'll go and we'll trade. That was the other thing, is the ability to trade. This can be like, you know, the zombie apocalypse. We can go and be like, okay, we got a big base here. We have a lot of good gear, but you're over in a territory that has certain material that we need. What do you want in trade? Yeah, and, and during just running around, you could trade with any player at any time. You could highlight them. You can actually join their team if they want to. You can become friends right there. You can trade with them. I like that aspect of the game. Now, when you're talking about bringing in a fourth person res and then having, you know, Silver's already like, I'll get the launch codes. Damien's like, I'll build. That That's that's going to be really interesting if, if you have, like you were saying, three people and then the fourth guy has his three guys and then another fourth guy has his three guys. How, how many people can you get in the server and really dominate? And then two, Silver also mentioned private servers. I think that would be really fun too. So people that don't want to deal with the... Uh, maybe the trolling or the PvP in this game, having a private server where you can actually go around and really enjoy West Virginia and you could build Damien and I can go out and find stuff and bring it back and we're just enjoying the world that they built for us. I think people are going to enjoy that part too. Oh yeah, of course. And usually renting a server usually isn't too too expensive. So we'll have to see. A lot of times what they do is they'll do a player count on it. But what's also cool is a lot of times on private servers, you can up your player count too, so you can get a few more people in oh, as well. It's sounding like it might just, it, you might not even have to rent. It might just be uh, something that you can, kind of like a Minecraft. You can do a private server anytime, it, it, you know, whoever with whoever, it, you know, it's not a big deal. Uh, so I, I'm expecting it to be more like when you go to play instead of, you know, start a new game or whatever, you can problem is that's peer-to-peer and if they go peer-to-peer you then suffer major latency if you're playing like if we want to play with someone from across the pond True. we run the risk of screwing our whole server over okay if it's if it's not hosted so typically hosted servers would be preferable because that way it takes some of the strain off i can of definitely us. see it uh being a hosted server they just didn't give too much information they just said 24 players um and uh it it can be um a private server if you just want to play with your friends um they didn't really dive too much into it this was just uh during uh todd's time on stage do you guys feel like there was an auto aim or was it did it feel like you had to do all the aiming yourself all the aiming and that was my problem especially with small targets like mole rats um those little things are pain in the ass in this because you can't just whip it out they and jump fast. Yeah. They jump fast. No auto aim. The possums are the possums are gruesome as all. No auto aim also makes it difficult when you've got these scorchers and ghouls coming at you. You know, twice your speed. Mm-hmm. That that's an issue I had with the not running and gunning at the same time. If it gave you auto aim, maybe that would balance it out a little bit. That's why I was enjoying the melee weapons, though, because the mole rats, the possums, everything like that, you could hit them and strike them a lot easier. So hope maybe they'll add that in there, Silver. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious. There is a possibility that it's in settings, because most games you can turn auto aim on or off. There is a possibility it is automatically off for the beta, and we just haven't messed with settings. Like... If- I haven't checked this out <laughs> settings at all. It's a beta. I'm not going to mess with that until launch. Now, I might check it out on Tuesday um, now that it's something I'm aware of. But you don't wait till launch when I can adjust everything. Guess what? I get to be there Tuesday. Hey, yeah. and I'll be streaming it again. Uh, shameless plug. It's going to be on Twitch under Silver's Games. 
<laughs> it, it, it's probably going to be on. It's probably going to be on Mixer as well under uh, Geekologist Radio. There we go. Just saying. Just like have like two different tabs open and run them both. Just you got to mute one of the audios, otherwise you're going to get dual audio. Yeah, mute the one on Mixer because I'm more entertaining, and you're going to get the uh, same audio anyway. <laughs> I'll have my camera on, and I'm dead sexy. So you want to want you want to come this? I don't know if Mixer Mixer has the silver's same. dropping dr- the hammers. Oh here. man, it's like you want me to dig up my. Camera. I'm bald, bearded, and beautiful. BBB. Well, yes. I'm not, I have I have hair, and I'm uh, not bearded, so I think that makes me the winner. <laughs> My husband, on the other hand, if, if those are the requirements, I'll put him on camera while I play. There you go. Yes. <laughs> so government loot drops are pretty cool. How often do you come across, do you think you're going to come across those? Uh, if they're going to be, be once a player gets the, to the terminal, or do you think that they're going to be, they're going, they're, they'll randomly spawn in? Kind of like, you know, the drops uh, in, say, like PUBG or uh, Blackout? Yeah, I, I'm curious about that because there was locations that had doors open where other players have been into that I could see that had already been looted. So they have beat me to that spot or they were there before me, whatever the case might be. So I'm thinking that it's first come, first serve. Now, after we did that wave thing at uh, what was like four or five waves silver at Morgan Airport, we did get a government drop after beating that wave. And there was another drop that I did on Tuesday, there was one that was part of uh, a quest terminal. It was like it popped up. It was kind of there to let you know that you could do it. And there was another terminal I found that had the option. And so I went ahead and told it to drop. And it showed me where the drop location was. It was quite a ways from where I was on the map. It wasn't like it dropped right outside the door. Um, I had to walk a little bit. But it was it was there. It was full. Um, mm. And there was other players around it. So it was kind of like... Once it was dropped, anybody had access to it. But my question is if anybody can call it from each terminal or if it's, you know, like if another player we don't even know gets to it first and we're not active and on for the the drop if we miss out on it. That makes a solid point because me and you were playing together and if we killed a group of whatever, I could loot the, the mole rat and you can come up and loot the mole rat. It wasn't first come first serve on each body, so that might be the case throughout the server. Is that each player can loot whatever if they're going to be something there for There's them? There's some some uh, instances like uh, you know I did the it was um, a food factory where I did an event with like th- I said I did it with like three strangers and they would like stop and loot like the um, they would run up to the uh, ghoul and take the fork pencil you know whatever they had on them and then they would be empty for me. Or, like, that one uh, guy that we stopped and helped, he was, like, getting ravaged by these mole rats. So I stopped and took him out for him. And, like, I could take the meat, and I'm like, screw it. Like, he was one being attacked. I just left it for him because I didn't care enough to, you know, I didn't need it. Um, so I thought it was interesting that when we were taking out, I almost wonder if it's... Well, no, it wouldn't even be event only because the feral ghouls from the uh, food production event... Once they were looted, that they were done, but we were able to... I wonder if it was because we were on the same team that we were able to keep uh, looting the Scorchers. That might be the case, because even inside the the airport, we took out guys separately of each other, and we both could loot. Like, I was looting the guys you took out. Yeah, yeah. So that might be the case with the government drops, too, is that anybody can grab it. 
or first come first serve. We don't know yet. That sounds more like it's the team thing because when you guys run a team and I couldn't join your team, if you looted something, I couldn't loot it. That makes sense. It. Although with um, chests, caches, toolboxes, um, tables, if there was something uh, lootable or or there for the taking, um, anybody could take it. Like I'd watch somebody walk up to um, a Footlocker and empty it out, and then I'd walk up and it would still have stuff in it. But it was always different stuff for me and Nick. Or uh, he'd be doing part of a quest and he'd be like, okay, where do I find this? I'm like, is there something on this table? Because it's empty on my end because I've already done it. So I thought that was interesting. So there is some level of instance, instant objects it's in gonna the world. It's going to keep it from having one douchebag that runs around the entire freaking game taking everything and it, I see that look in your eye, Damien. <laughs> and making it so nobody else can have anything. I've never done that in any game. I don't know uh-huh. what you're talking about. I'm not that guy. So, you know, when we see these trailers for games and stuff like that, like Anthem's one that comes to mind. When we saw the trailer for that, you see the big monster, and they're like, oh, we'll have to come back to that later. We're not going to be able to take it on. Definitely not going to be able to solo take it on. Do you think when you see these monsters, and I know from playing the last fallout game i played which was fallout 3 or no fallout new vegas uh i know that once you level up you can take on pretty you can get to where i i call it god tier where you can get to where you feel like you're arnold schwarzenegger walking through i don't think that this is going wait a minute wait a minute you can't drop on top of that are you Arnold Schwarzenegger in a post-apocalyptic world? Is that how you felt, New Vegas? <laughs> I did feel that way. I felt like a Terminator. I was walking around That's and amazing. just like, get in my chopper. Uh, that was horrible. That was really horrible. Uh, Fout, <laughs> save me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was too funny. I had to stop you there. Um, have they said whether or not that there is um, level caps? Because uh, there wasn't in four. No, you could just keep going, like I said. But, I mean... To an extent, because the other thing was is that the beast did progress with you. Some stayed in low-level stuff, but it seemed like the environment also went with you so that you were constantly being challenged, but you just felt like you were unbeatable. Do you, do you, how do you think that's going to be in here? Do you think there's the level, what do you think the level cap's going to be in here? I don't know. That's, again, that I think that falls on top of the power balance of the server, man. I, I just don't know where they're going to go. Are they going to say... Are they going to do Destiny and say, hey, you can hit 250 right now? Or, you know, let's fallout terms, you can hit 50 right now. And then they're going to. Because right now, the highest level beast that you guys have seen has been 50. the Scorched Beast that was flying around farting. The, you know, the green <laughs> the green gas farter uh, was a level 50. It was Slimer from the Ghostbusters. He just evolved. Okay, I just looked it up, and you only get spe- new special attributes. So, point, you know, points for your, uh, your special um, for the first. 50 levels, which means you can max them all, all out. It makes sense. Um, but after that, you can still get um, uh, perk cards and stuff, which you cannot get through microtransactions. Thank God you have to play to get them. Wow, that's a big thing. It that's is. A it's thing. a very different thing. So if you play the game, you're rewarded for... Oh my God, you're rewarded for playing the game a lot? There's an un- You can have an unlimited amount of perk cards. So it sounds like there isn't actually a level cap. So we're going to have the people who just sit and level and level in non-private servers that level on just the stuff 
that are going to become the god tier that are going to come around and wreck my base. Basically, all I do anyway is sit and play Fallout, so that's going to be me. Well, I need your base, so you're on my team yeah. though. So you know, so, so Silvers are Silvers are are, are Enforcer. Silvers are Michael Jordan. <laughs> uh, Silver, if that's the case, so the first fifty is kind of going to be like you can level everything out to 50 and then from that point on it's going to get to more of a deeper grind where you get farther up level up farther up farther up so on this question though can if you're level 50 can you take out this giant monster by yourself that's at level what, 50 that's what i was wondering you know is it going to be like a monster hunter world thing where no matter what level you are you have to have help uh there's some uh it was another game i mentioned along those lines where uh final fantasy 14 um, even like, like a, a special event, you know, like bosses, you have no choice. You have to go in with a team. They put you in a, uh, a duty finder and, you know, that's, but it's a totally different level, you know, type of game, MMO. But, you know, events, if there's a level 50 monster, even if you're level 50, it's OP no matter what. It's not like an actual level 50 monster. It's just kind of like the recommended level. So you're still not going to take it out by yourself. It's the placeholder number. Because you don't know, you don't know it's level 50, but you don't know what perk cards it's Basically. Rolled. And so that's what I'm wondering <laughs> yeah. is, you know, it, the the Scorch Beast we saw at level 50, is it something that me at level 45 to 50 could walk up by myself when you guys aren't on and beat? Or is it something I have to wait until you're, you know, you're on to team up on it? Yeah, that was curious because during the waves at Morgan Airport, again, I keep mentioning this just because we spent so much time there. We went through, I forget, it was like four or five waves. But that five waves of thought. That beast was flying around, and I didn't know if that was going to be the final wave. Yeah. I, I, no, I, I, was, I was curious if it was going to land because, you know, that beast, when you see it flying around in the other games, when you see, when you see the, will land periodically. I was just curious if, was the waves that we walked into, because this event just happened because we walked into a certain area, is, was those ghouls... Were they protecting that beast? And was that beast actually like maybe a level 50, but easy to take down? And so I don't, I know what you're saying, but I wasn't really, I was, I was curious of why we walked into a wave event and then two, why this beast was flying over the top. And then when we beat all the ghouls, it was just gone. Yeah. It just and disappeared. That's, I was wondering about that too, because, uh, you know, the Scorchers were only, but they were between level one and six. The highest levels yeah. were level six. And so I look up and I see the Scorch Beast. It was level 50. And I'm like, my God, there's no way that is the fi- like the final wave. But if it is, I'm going to shit myself and like cancel my pre order. <laughs> I was waiting for one of you guys. It's a beta. I'm like, it's a beta. Just shoot it. I was, I it. wanted to shoot it, but we, oh. it, we, we got okay. into the ghoul fight. So I was like, I was trying to wait. And then when we beat it, she was like, no, I took everybody out, Nick. Just stay back there and sit in your chair, you pussy. And then she beat everybody. And then I come out of my corner, and I'm like, I'm scared. And I look up, and it was gone. And then the gov- we got the government drop box, which we both got This is why you guys got to watch my streams, because, you know, this happened. She was really, I swear to God, she was OP on that final wave. She was like, no, I oh, got it. I was it. watching. I was watching. <laughs> I was like, jeez. We talked a little bit already about this, but PvP... You guys, so far, PvP isn't bad. And that's the thing. That's what was hilarious for me is that, like I said, I'm expecting this is where everybody's going to PvP because it's not it's not the initial launch. So I expected everybody to be jackasses now, whereas later on they would pay more attention to things. Damien, I, I figured I was going to run into a lot more trolls trying to shoot me and take me out and take my stuff. I figured that people would jump on that. But actually, initially, me and Silver 
Silver found this out the first four hours she played it. People were just helping her and helping us and kind of just working together, which is kind of a cool thing. Like, hey, we were all from the vault. We're not against each other, you know. Let's just work together here. We all got pit boys on our wrist. We're not scorches. We're not ghouls. And that's what I found so far. Now, what happened at the airport was I was just walking and somebody shot me from behind. So I turned around. And I thought it was a ghoul and it wasn't. It was a, it was a player. And I was like, what are you doing? But as Silver said, if you don't engage and he keeps on shooting me and I don't engage, what it, what happens again, Silver, if I don't engage? Uh, they get they get marked. Um, well, they can keep shooting at you, but they do only like a fraction of normal damage. So if they actually manage to kill you, say they just follow you and keep shooting at you or hitting you or whatever, if they do manage to kill you, you lose nothing, but they get marked as a murderer. And um, we did have somebody show up on our map. We did, uh, yeah, we did. As a murderer. There's the, there's the power imbalance that I'm curious about, and I, I didn't realize this. Me and Silver didn't discuss this. So if the, somebody's trying to troll you and keeps doing that, they get nothing. And then they get hunted down like, you know, a bounty in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, so I could see somebody, you know, messing with it to try to break it or just, you know, try to be an ass. But I think either way, it's going to backfire on them. That's a good anti-troll feature. I like it. I approve very much. It's a big reason I don't play online games. But part of the PvP that me and Silver realized is that I took out one of the guys with the shotgun up close. And before I could heal myself, which is they have a quick heal feature, and it's almost as quick as like in Black Ops now, Damien. It's just the you know needle right to the arm. It's very quick. It's seamless. I I really like that it's on the D pass, a quick menu thing, and then you can reload um a quickly too. But by the time I I healed myself when trying to reload my pistol, which takes a while, his player had already respawned. His his partner already respawned on him, and it's just duo versus duo. And he was back on me, shooting me, and killed me from, and I had my back turned to him. So I was like, "Man, that's a really quick respawn for this big of a server." But I got killed too, and I respawned back on Silver real quick, and I started throwing baseball grenades at them, which is fun. <laughs> I'm 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 interested to definitely see how this plays out more, and when we get you know a little more time in the beta and everything. Uh, what do you guys think of the new enemies that you have faced off against? You know, the Scorchers, the, the some of the bots. I know that for me, one of the thing, first things, you know, I fought, we faced robots before in, in Fallout, but what was crazy in the factory, one, I didn't know that you had to press a button to stop the robots from coming. Yeah, I didn't know either. I ran out of the factory and screamed for silver. <laughs> so I was in there killing the bots. I killed all the big bots, and then all of a sudden these little bots came out. Yeah. And I started, I was yeah. yelling to you. I'm like, I'm like, look, they're mousers. They're mousers from Ninja Turtles, and I'm killing them. Yep. But yep. then they adapted. And I'm like, what is this noise? And they started flying at me. And I'm like, uh, and it was the run again thing where I'm like, I'm backing up shooting. And I'm like, what the heck is this stuff going on? And so it was like, it's Fallout. Relax, guys. I got this. <laughs> yeah. I, I call them the commie bots. I, I walked into that factory too. And uh, me and Silver were across the map from each other. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to walk in here real quick with Silver. I'll wait for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And then the little Ninja Turtle robots are coming after me. And I was like, man, what is going on here? And I took out one of them, but then four or five showed up. It seemed like, and I just ran. I had I had a jet out of there, just not enough, not enough uh, pistol Fire ammo. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and th that's the thing is ammo is going to be. It seemed like Silver had a nice stockpile of ammo because she was playing more than me, and she actually shared some of the ammo with me, which is nice being on the same team. It, it seemed like uh, uh, ammo is going to be one of the big things in the game of like, you know, you need to save that stuff up. Melee, melee, melee. That game, see, it's kind of nice though because between this game and the other game we're going to be talking about next week, uh, you know, 
animal conservation actually is a thing and the time to kill is a thing like it's slowed down and it's nice to actually have something that's a little bit of a slower pace to it when we've been so used to like the almost insta kill of some of the other games silver they've taken it's like it's they they've pro- they're proving that they're actually listening people have complained for a long time especially with 4 uh, you know, people wanted uh, online multiplayer. For some reason, people are obsessed with multiplayer. I personally cannot understand it. But um, people keep complaining that even the hardcore mode isn't enough of a survival game. And they've turned this very much into a survival uh, experience. You have to eat. You have to drink. You have to uh, be careful because you can contract diseases. Those diseases can mutate. I know. I contracted I contracted herpes from Nick. I knew it. <laughs> That time, that one little bit of alone time. I thought you were gonna house. say. I thought you were gonna say you distract the disease because my next comment was like, "I got a disease," and I told Silver, "I'm like, I got a disease from something from the water or something." And Silver's like, "Do you have disease away?" And I was like, "No, I don't think so." I looked through my, you know, hip boy. So she came over and actually gave me some so I could survive. <laughs> yeah, I had three, and I hadn't contracted any diseases yet, ironically, because everybody knows in real life I've got, like, a bunch of them. Uh, and <laughs> so I was like, I actually have some uh, disease cure. Come on over this way, and I'll share it with you. <laughs> I'm not sharing with Damien, though. You get to keep the herpes. <laughs> <laughs> romantic. I'm going to turn into the new the new mob that everybody has to kill. It's like this walking, festering pus- pustule. Oh, God. <laughs> I know we've uh, gone through some of our questions here, but there's a couple things I wanted to ask Silver because she is our Fallout uh, king here. Um, Silver, there were some characters throughout the map that are already kind of burnt to crisp, and you kind of hit them, and they shatter, and they release radiation. Was Have you seen those in previous Fallout games? I can't remember. I haven't. Um, it seemed like they were um, scorched, and that that also kind of went with my realization that they were around before the bombs because they were charred, and uh, you know they're very irradiated. When you when you burst them, you get get uh, uh, they they let out like a puff of green smoke, and so you get irradiated from it. But you get nuclear um, material from them, and uh, a lot of times you can get other you know like uh, uh, materials and stuff uh, from them. So they're definitely worth hitting, but. I'd never seen anything like that. It, and it could very well be because after 200 years, stuff like that's disintegrated. 25 years is not that long. So I thought that was kind of a cool little... Uh... Yeah, that was cool. And it kind of went on Damien's point of some things maybe are extinct farther along in Fallout 3, Vegas, and New and Vegas, that's... and Fallout 4. And that might be one of the things right there. Yeah, a lot of people, when uh, they showed first showed the trailer at E3, they showed all sorts of different creatures, which one of which we now know is the Scorch Beast. Um, they hinted at, like, Mothman and stuff, you know, uh, a lot of uh, West Virginian, um, like, folktales. And people were like, that doesn't what make sense. folktales the giant sloth? I Oh, my God, that is thing there? creeps me the hell out. Have you seen, it's in the trailer. Ooh, Look it up. I, I, it's I, freaky. I forgot about that. Okay. Uh, but um, people were like, this doesn't make sense. Why is there so many more creatures for a game, you know, 150, 180 years before the last couple? And, it, you know, it's like, no, it makes sense. We answered it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, things die out. And, um, you know, especially in a ever-changing post-apocalyptic world where, you know, like the radiation levels are still changing and there's people coming out all of a sudden and you know, just, just wrecking shit. So, you know, it definitely makes sense that there are going to be more creatures that we, or, you know, and some are more local. Like, look at uh, uh, Far Harbor in Fallout 4. 
you see a lot of creatures on the island you don't see anywhere else in the world. You see creatures in New Vegas you don't see anywhere else. So, you know, it, it makes plenty of sense to me, and I'm really excited to see more of uh, what they're going to throw at us. So, with that, guys... We're just a little bit over an hour. After edits, we'll probably be right at that hour mark. What we're targeting for these these game-focused episodes for Game On. First up, Nick, where can we see you? Find you? If I see you. Find me on Twitter at Nick and PTX and join the Discord. It's going to be in the show notes. It's on our Twitter. It's on our Facebook page. And we're actually starting to develop a community. We've revamped it. We've got some people in from other podcasts that we know. We've, we're discussing a lot of things, especially Red Dead is a hot topic between the three of us and some other people in there. Uh, Fallout 76 with Rez is a hot topic in there. And plus, like, uh, a shout out to Jammy, who uh, shot me a show on BBC that's actually on Netflix now called Bodyguard, six episodes. It's a must-watch for everybody. Uh, so shout out to Jamie for uh, letting me know about that. I I've watched it quickly. Let's say I'm one episode in, dude. The first episode is so intense. The first ten minutes, I was like, I was like, man, I can't pull my eyes away from the screen. It's it, it was insanely intense. I was like, you can't keep a Stark down. <laughs> it's insanely intense and it's too real for you know. That, it's very real. Yeah, and that's even more yeah. scarier. Yeah, very true. Silver, where can we find you? I know we can find you in a few places. Uh, yeah, I'm all I'm all over the place. You can find me on Twitter at SilverGamingUSA or SilverSoulX10. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at Silver's Games. You can find me on Facebook under Silver Soul Gaming. You can find me on Discord harassing these guys. I'm all over the place. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at, at Mr. Damian Nash. You can find me on Facebook, manning the page, posting up some cool articles. And what we're starting to do is also, if Facebook's not your jam, we are taking some of the stuff, basically copying what I, what I, I my response to a post. Because as of right now, we're still going off a lot of other other articles that are out there and given our take on them eventually it'll be our writers and ourselves that we'll be talking about and posting up our own stuff but until that happens right now yeah we'll be going off of other other articles and stuff like that and we'll be giving our own takes and if facebook's not your jam but discord is jump in our discord we're going to be posting the same things over into the discord channels and you can jump into those and join in the conversation there and be mentioned uh mentioned brought into the conversation if you bring us a good point we will ask you hey can we have permission to talk you know about this and give you a shout out and you'll become part of the episode people are already starting to shape the changes of what's to come uh i mean along with these streaming episodes and stuff like that we have a lot of people that like those so we're going to try to keep focused on bringing you those at least once a month. There's going to be more game-specific stuff because we got people that like those. We're going to try to give you a variety of life with this stuff, and it's the it's the, the sheer focus of what we're doing here. But for that, guys, tonight we are out. 